Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to another kind of funny screencast. This time to episode four of hbo max's and dc's peacemaker of course i'm tim gettys and i'm joined by the big daddy himself greg miller whoa whoa whoa, whoa. the big dog kevin koala what's up man the producer slash seducer nick scarpino man i tell you what i love freedom yeah you do that's the one thing i always talk about when when nick scarpino comes up freedom 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> of course this is kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in tv and movies and movie trailers we react to all of them uh you can find the moon knight trailer if you're watching this we reacted to it you can go check that out and also boba fett the book of boba fett we're doing weekly reactions to each and every episode as they air just like we're doing to this show peacemaker that you can find over on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free and if you wanted to watch live as we record it you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule james davis makes and pranks he have all done we appreciate you also very very much if you want to write into this show you got to go to kindoffunny.com slash screencast, write in your questions, theories, and thoughts, uh, just like someone named Greg Miller did that just Ooh. said two avocados. Um, I don't know what that's in reference to. But <laughs> yeah, you do. My boy's yeah, Nick and Kevin do. <laughs> so yeah, kindoffunny.com <laughs> slash screencast to write in your productive uh, comments, <laughs> questions, theories, etc., <laughs> etc. But without further ado, let's get into it. Episode four of Peacemaker. Earlier uh, in the last episode, I guess we only did one because it was episodes one through three first. Uh, I said that every episode was written and directed by James Gunn. That is not true. Every episode is written by James Gunn. James Gunn directed most of the episodes of the mm-hmm. season. He directed one through three and uh, did not direct this one. So, mm. so there is that. There is that. But let's talk about it. Episode four, Greg Miller. Uh, yeah, I was going to actually start where you started. Uh, the fact that when it pops up and it was directed not by James Gunn, I was like, okay. Like I, I started to think and wonder, like, would this not feel the same? Would it not shoot, look the same? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, those fears I, I, I came to find were unfounded, right? Like, I think it's another great episode. I think it's another hilarious episode, right? Like, my one critique on the show, hold on, I, had to, I always forget the, the character's name, uh, is that I just, I don't vibe with their boss, Mern. Like, Mern, mm. I, I don't mm. like, it's not, and it's not the actor, it's not the performance, it's just the way they've put him in there makes him feel like knockoff Amanda Waller. Like, when they, when mm, we, I meant to bring this up yeah. with episode one, but I never did. When they start episode one and he's introduced, I was like, oh, they couldn't afford Viola Davis. So this is going to be Amanda Waller. And then, of course, she gets that little cameo at the end talking to her daughter. And again, it's like, oh, they got a cameo because they can't afford Viola Davis. I got it. And it it's fine. But he even I, this is going to sound goofy uh, considering the last scene. But 
he doesn't differentiate himself enough from Amanda Waller, if that makes sense. Like, granted, mm-hmm. obviously, he's a butterfly at the end. They're going to go, this is, we're about to go to a different territory with him. But throughout the rest of it, he's still so much Waller like that I'm just like, eh. and I know he's funnier than that. He has a yeah. different range. It's just the one thing for me where I'm like, I just don't like this. I wish they had gone a completely different direction with this. Just to, uh, to interject there, I do totally feel where you're coming from. I like, though, that he has beef with Waller. Like, sure. and I think that th- that is something that we'll have to see the end of the show and like where it goes with it. But I like the idea that he is just another Waller, but he doesn't mm-hmm. like Waller, doesn't like the way she does things, especially now with this reveal. Who the hell knows where it's going? But sure. I, I'm willing to give them the the benefit of like letting them tell the story throughout. But like, I, I do agree with you that so far it does kind of seem like, OK, like this is a character we've seen before yeah uh but again that's like the most minor complaint for the show i think overall and this episode Mm -hmm. i thought was great and i think it was a great episode for vigilante like i really liked him throughout the entire way right like i enjoyed obviously the fallout from his toe i enjoyed (laughs) uh, him you know being upset with uh, peacemaker on his toe i really loved everything with him and tasty outside of the thing (laughs) vigilante no i have no idea what you're talking about and the way that escalated and the way he tried to get around the part part later she's like that was vigilante and he's like yeah yeah and then you know how he like getting him into jail like is such a goofy idea but then to get him in there and be like oh right the guy can fight like i forgot about yeah, that part they, they yeah. yeah he fucks people up and was awesome there and i like that and then i really you know it's such an interesting arc for him just in the episode of being you know hurt getting in there and you're like what are you doing being a badass in there and then getting picked up in the car by holstrom or whatever, hardcore 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 and getting in the car and being like having this legit moment for of sadness for him and sympathy from her right of like i think i think i've made things worse he's like crying i was like oh like that hit me and it's like man like for a character who's my critique number in episode one was like i didn't like how adrian acted when they got introduced and then throughout it it was just like all right he's vigilante i don't know what it is i thought it was Mm -hmm. a great episode for him kevin uh i also really enjoyed it i thought uh like the ending of this episode like left me being like i can't believe I'm so invested in this story. Like mm-hmm. I'm I I would be more than happy to just be there for the laughs, but like I I care now and it's crazy to like I never thought I'd be into a DC show and like be like, "Oh man, I really want to find out what the hell's going on with these butterflies." Yeah. You know, cuz they're all over the place. Um so, yeah, it just it, it's it's the humor's so good. I love Vig- Vigilante so much. All, everything he does, the the moments, it's so interesting, the moments where he, like, is just kind of, like, no emotion, you know? Where he's just, like, kind of a zombie walking around, like, I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to go grab this thing and break the window so that I, I get arrested and I can kill the dad. And it's, like, it, it's interesting to also see, like, Waller's daughter slowly start moving the pieces around and being like, oh, I can, Vigilante will kill, the, will fix this problem if I just, you know, edge him a little bit. Give so, yeah, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool to see, like, the, the characters growing and stuff. Like, because all of that is mixed in so well. Nick. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving this show. This is this is definitely another episode for me where I immediately wanted to watch the next episode and then the next episode after that, um, which I think is just the mark of a really a really fun show. There's a moment in this where John Cena jumps out the window of their little their, their piece of shit headquarters, the second story, and <laughs> oh, lands, the superhero landing. It lands like a superhero and then walks into just a random parking lot and goes rematch, motherfucker. <laughs> And then Judo Master kicks his ass again. And, the, and that whole sequence to me 
is just indicative of what this is. It's fun. Uh, there's, of course, the little moment where he's like, they're not what you think. And then, of course, Leota shoots him, uh, fulfilling her sort of like, uh, you know, a promise to Harcourt that she'd be there and be worth it. Um, and then that just the dialogue where he's like, he'll be fine. He's he's a, he's, he's a martial arts master. <laughs> he, he breathes again. He'll yeah, just, he's moved he'll, his just, he'll just move his liver up into his heart's place and it'll take over for him. And she's like, that <laughs> literally doesn't happen. And then he starts breathing. <laughs> like, God, I love this show. <laughs> it's happened a couple of times. Um, and, then I, and then I love, and then, you know, so you have moments like that, but then you also have the incredible, I thought, a really good performance by John Cena where he's remembering this horrible shit his dad put him through and, and what happened to his brother. And he's crying on the floor as he's listening to the rock music after having just smoked out a butterfly. And then Eagly's like playing with it. And it's just like the, the show, I like it because the show is rated R and it uses the full spectrum of what rated R means, right? It's not just mm. raunchy. There's not just sexuality in it. There's the actual really hard hitting kind of drama in this as well. And specifically this episode. To go back to something that, that Greg said for uh, the, the Mern's character, though, I liked last week's episode where he, like, tried to relate to, to Diebeard, where he's yeah. like, he's like, I'm trying to grow as a human being and express emotions. Like, you've never expressed the fact that you're cold. You've never told anyone you're cold chilly. before. Is there chilly or whatever. He's like, yeah. So, and, and, and you see that. But I'm curious now with him as the leader of this thing, and he actually legitimately feels like you feel that he's legitimately trying to kill these butterflies. That what, what is the score here now that we know that he's one of them? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I, I'm with you guys. I'm still loving this show. And it's I'm with Kevin in the sense that I can't believe that I am intrigued in the story as much as I am. I'm not surprised I'm into the jokes as much as I am. But, mm. dude, credit to them. Like, I love how two episodes in now of Screencast, like, we're just quoting jokes left and right and, like, just throwing things out there because there's so much to love and laugh at. And, like, so many of the jokes are earned not just because they make us laugh, but because they're building a story and a narrative and character, which is a, my favorite thing for any of these superhero things. But even just, like, the dumb little character moments, like Judo Master, what Nick's talking about, John Cena jumping out that window, doing one of the dopest superhero landings I've ever yeah, seen. Like, it, it was really impressive. Uh, and then he comes out, and it's like this 8-bit Western music playing, like, total video game fight thing. Mm -hmm. And you, it's like a tumbleweed goes by but it's a potato chip bag and the, all the jokes they've had with judo master like Damn, setting this up with the hot chip. cheetos it's the a good potato fight. chips like yeah it's fight. like super fun to watch and like the idea of john cena who i spent 50 minutes last week talking about how funny just him being the way he looks is and they just use that to such great extents that combined with this hulking man fighting a two foot tall dude, it's, so it's like such a, feet, it's you know? so fucking funny, but it's also a good fight. That is such a hard balance to like hit. And they do it really well in this show where it's, it is about telling a story. It's about making this laugh and it's about being a superhero thing. It's about being in the DC universe. And I think they balance that in a way that is, that shouldn't work at all, but it absolutely does. And I can't wait the end of this episode. I was like, Whoa, I didn't see that coming. And I cared about the butterfly stuff. Now I really want to know what the yeah. hell is going on with it. Well, yeah. that's the thing. You know, you, we talked about you know, Nick talked about the spectrum. You're talking about how it's funny. It's just I didn't expect there to be so much heart in it. You know what I mean? I didn't. When we watched Suicide Squad, I didn't leave thinking Peacemaker had this much heart to him and depth to him. And obviously, James Gunn is incredibly talented. But the fact that yeah, like at the end, that like uh, the there's no more room in, or there's no more home in my house to paint or no, whatever the song they're playing over his like alcohol mental breakdown remembering his it looks like the death of his brother like murdering somebody and then like even eagerly in the butterfly rolling up to him like like that's such a goofy visual that like actually hits because me as a viewer i'm watching it being like 
I want someone to hug him, right? I want him mm-hmm. to listen to Tasty when she's like, you know, no, your dad was a bad person and like you don't have to listen to blah, 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 blah. But in that same breath, right? Like the quote I wrote down from the very be- the beginning of the show, right? When he goes to talk to his dad, I'm no rat, but first chance I get, I'm spilling everything I got. Like yeah, that, just, like that hey, is like, you are a rat. Compare yourself to a little <laughs> cock. Like it was uh, such, it's such a spectrum of a show. I also yeah. love the uh, I love the 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 conflict with the old man every time he goes to the house the guy's sure. just there fucking with him and I love it's it's well worn territory obviously but to hear a DC comic character live action be like Batman is a pussy and like needs to yeah. start killing people yeah. he's like think about all the people that died because he let that clown out of prison and just having that be like a quick reality moment where you're like oh in this world somewhere Batman exists and yeah. Superman exists and this is that same world where we where John Cena's running around in white underwear just completely <laughs> Have naked. Uh, I, I, yeah, I love, I love this show. It's good. Yeah, I mean, like the the music cues, right? Again, we were talking about it last week. I think this episode it does it the best that the show's done so far, and it's already done it great. But using music to not only have a fun moment, not only have a cultural touchstone for us to be like, oh, it's that song, but to kind of use the song and its meaning and its mm-hmm. what it, not just the meaning of the lyrics, but like the the feeling of the music itself to kind of back up the entire storytelling and what they're trying to do here and using it for, again, everything we're talking about of the comedic effects, character moments, and just kind of what the show is. But there was the the montage towards the end where we see John Cena like really having this, this really dark moment, mm-hmm. but then also kind of cycling through all the different characters in the show and I think that this episode really kind of solidified for me leveling up the entire cast of characters in that montage where mm-hmm. I realized I'm not waiting to go back to any one character. Like I am mm-hmm. invested in all of you mm-hmm. in in whatever way. I want to know what it is that this character is feeling at this moment, like seeing like Har- Hardcourt or whatever in the, the car by herself and like dealing with at that bar when he goes to see her, but then also just going through and Waller's daughter and like everyone's going through stuff that – we're only four episodes into this, which I guess is four hours of content. Like that is yeah, a, it's a lot, yeah. fair amount of time. But I think they're they're making good use of the time to make us actually care in all the the elements together. It's true. I mean, and that's spot on, right? That's one of the things that we thought about when we when we first saw this. We we're like, wait, they're taking the team from Suicide Squad that we really didn't know too much about that seem all like secondary characters, and those are going to be the real the the the, the leads. They, they in this were. Show. Very minor um, characters. Oh in yeah, Suicide I mean, we got Squad, yeah. What, like how many how many lines did we get from any of them in Suicide Squad? Maybe yeah, like a handful, right? Not too many. But the fact that we actually, you're right, Tim. They could they could go off and tell even the Mern story where we're like, I, I want to know what what's going on with him, and and he might be. I mean, they can tell fascinating stories to any of these people. I feel like I know them, and I feel like I want their their adventures to continue. And I think a good part of that also is the fact that John Cena is not an overly like overpowered character. Like Peacemaker is just is sort of just his specialty is that he's kind of a psychopath and not even not even so much so here so it gives them a lot more room to play with as far as the character dynamics and like what they bring to the table um but i also like i, I vigil so Murn i was fine with vigilante was the character that i was like i think this character might start like uh you oh, know wearing a little thinly for me um but this episode i think he kind of turned around when he picks up the trash can and he has to like pull it over <laughs> to the window and then just throws it in and like what are you doing i don't have to tell you that yeah, uh, I mean, dude, that that okay, scene okay. is, I think, a, another perfect example of this show working in spite of itself, where that same joke wouldn't be funny in another show. And we'd be complaining like, oh, that scene went on too long. But James Gunn's humor just kind of is so understood and I think well written enough, like in, in this case, where seeing Vigilante grab the trash can and like struggle to drag it in this like 
just surrounded by cops and the cops don't even care about him because he's just this like scrawny dude like it plays out in such a funny way that like i think it perfectly last is welcome where by yeah. the time he throws mm-hmm. it at the thing and it doesn't break through and it just kind of bounces off again it, last week it was the john cena being thrown through the wall mm-hmm. uh during the fight this was that moment for me where we all saw that coming but somehow it was still funnier than i even expected mm-hmm. it to be it was and, and my my i mean I, I was kind of stupid going into it i was like is he trying to break into the prison but then obviously the second he hit the ground i was like oh he's trying to get arrested so we can just mm-hmm. walk into this this holding facility. i'm with you though and then I was like, well, I mean, it was smart, right? And then um, the idea of, I mean, that just that sit down with the with the white supremacists and him just fucking like n- no bullshit, just handing them, handing their them asses all, the all bullshit, yeah. yeah. Just like I, what a, what a powerful and crazy ass scene to have just in the smack dab in the middle of your episode, and then of course coming out and being like that was, I think I may have met, made things worse, and realizing that he just kind of probably drove the final nail in the coffin between his only friend really and his friend's father uh and, and again shout out to uh to to robert patrick right jason Pat- robert yeah, patrick yeah who's just a great bad guy he's, he's just a yeah. fantastic piece of shit what a and great old racist great <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a good he's a good antagonist but, I mean, you, like, he's fantastic i'm joking yeah you want yeah. to see more of it you want to be like what the hell is this white dragon up to you know because yeah. he's the only one like they all all the white supremacists that were with him started taking the bait. And he was like, fuck that. I know what you're doing. You're trying to uh, make it look like we attacked right. you. We attacked you, know? you. So you can, yeah, you can kill us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love that, just going back a little bit, I love the scene where John Cena goes into the house, into like the interdimensional, whatever, pocket uh, storage area, and Vigilante falls him in there. And you just have, he has that wonderful moment. And only, I mean, John Cena's great, just great in this moment. Where he picks up the helmet that he's like, I think this can help me, which I think is the x-ray helmet, right? So he can see inside people to see if they have butterflies yeah. in them. Yeah. And then just, like, does what everyone else would do. Why don't you take all the helmets? And he's like, shit, yeah, you're right. And just starts throwing all the helmets into the bag. Uh, I would have taken all the tech myself. But then you've got that great moment where Vigilante, like, looks up and it's he sees the white dragon costume. And it's exactly like his costume. He's like, oh, you got to be careful. There's, like, there's weak spots there in between the... Um, in between the plates, which I have to imagine was a little bit of an homage to like Nolan's Batman, right? Also set up Maybe. for the future. Maybe set yeah. up for the future. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. probably true. Yeah. I love the the duck in the human costume joke was just so that's, so cool uh, to me. So that's good. one for me that I was like, this doesn't work. Really? And then when you hit when you get to the end and he you just see the full improv that John Cena did, I was like, all right, I'm giggling now. Dude, John Cena is like is a gift to humanity. Like the, the really those is. type of scenes where whether it's improv or a script that he's reading off, like those absurd monologues, whatever it is, he nails them with such conviction that I just don't understand how somebody could act that way. Cause like John Cena is always that that weird balance of like is he a good actor or is he just good at being John Cena? And I think that Peacemaker is proof that John Cena is a fucking fantastic actor. actor. He is really, really good at nailing lines and hitting things where I don't think a lot of that was improv. I think it was him kind of like acting out a scene and they just cut it earlier because they didn't want it to run that long, but they still wanted to show us. And I appreciate that. Well, either way it's impressive, right? Because if it is improv, kudos to John Cena's improv Mm -hmm. chops. And if it is the lines, like he's nailing the mark. And I would say like, he's definitely, he's, I mean, I got a lot of respect for the guy because it's, it's easy being a goofy sort of sidekick. Like he was in the, what was the one with the parents where he had to go find the kids? Cock blockers. Cock blockers. Right. Uh, uh, That's, I think he kind of filled that specific like, like role in that, that a little bit easier, but this is, he's a lead in this. 
And I really do think he's spread his wings, and I think he's put a lot of time and effort, and he's carrying scenes a lot better than he ever has. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't go out on a limb and say he's a great actor yet, but I, I'd still think he would, he'd dip more into, like, he's more better at being John Cena than he is anything else, but I, I definitely yeah. think he's he's getting I, it. I would before say before we move on, though, let me tell you about our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Sticking to your New Year's resolutions can't be hard, but if you're focusing on saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, smashing your goals is a piece of cake with HelloFresh. HelloFresh has endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable by delivering pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week. HelloFresh has 50 menu and market items to choose from every single week, including some more family-friendly or gourmet choices. Uh, Kevin Coelho, Paula Coelho, they've been loving HelloFresh. They, of course, Paula, being a vegetarian, like the options of having the vegetarian stuff, and they've been having some fantastic meals over there in their Coelho household. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KindaFunny16 and use code KindaFunny16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash KindaFunny16 and use code KindaFunny16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Greg Miller. I would say, I mean, you know, good, great is a different, Mm. I guess, spectrum of it, but like, I for me it's not the peace walker or peace walker sorry peace uh, maker moments of him being full blown peacemaker that make me go oh man what, that's mm-hmm. when he's being John Cena he's right. being you know a lot he's been Goofy, it is it. like that what we're talking about this final scene from this episode for him yeah. right of yeah. him getting drunk and just rocking out and then You're falling right. down in like the I guess fear and hurt in his eyes let alone then to, you know the, when he's crying on the bed let alone then when he's like trying to defend why in, in this from episodes ago from this episode trying to defend to vigilante why he loves his dad or why he won't kill his dad like that's the stuff where i'm like oh he's doing something that's mm-hmm. dimensional with this character that isn't the suicide squad uh peacemaker that yeah. was i'm john cena look at my cock and my tidy whities look i'm saying crazy stuff and my you know that's cool shit. Everyone wants to see cool shit or show off cool shit when it's cool right. shit. Damn, that's right. Yeah, I feel you. And, you know, on that, like, I will dial that back a little bit because those scenes really, I think, are the standout moments for They're him. They're really I strong, think, yeah. I think he's really, really, really strong in those. And, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, again, you, you look at John Cena from The Marine versus John Cena now, and it's – Night and day. I mean, did the you guy's watch gotten, The Marine? Hell, did I, I saw The Marine did. in theaters, bro. <laughs> You think you need to tell me? Oh, I love the Marine Man. Um, you know, it's it, it, kudos to the man because he's he's carrying this and he's and he's got my vote. I want to see more seasons of this. I want to see this thing continue. Sure. And I want to see more episodes of it for sure. Yeah, I, I really liked the the line where him and Vigilante were talking about uh, Peacemaker's dad, and yeah. he was saying like he's racist, but I still love him. And I feel like that scene was so good and so thematically relevant to like what this show is trying to say yeah but to really kind of put yourself in james gunn's shoes as him writing this show in between all of the disney going into dc going back to disney like all of that stuff that being followed up with vigilante responding to him and in kind of like a very quick vigilante-esque character turn of him being like yeah you know my my, my parents did kind of like uh my, my dad turned gay because of this whatever like it is him immediately being like John Cena's character. I trust you implicitly. Like you are right. And like, I I respect you, even though I think you're wrong about things. Like I respect you. And I think those two like kind of dialogue bits back to back is really representative of James Gunn kind of just being like, look, there's layers to all of this in any which way. And there's a lot of problematic elements, even for positive things, even when something is clearly wrong. And Mm -hmm. like, let's just take a second to like appreciate that. Like, 
connections between people like really matter and can affect you and who you are and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I just thought that that was really good. And I didn't expect it to be that on the nose mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and to hit as hard as it did. Well, uh, and, and to like be backed up with like relevant themes where we're literally talking about some of like the worst villains we've ever seen in anything in, in the yeah. form of the, the white dragon. Yeah. I mean, and, and on that note, like I think that con- that conversation between them had a lot of subtext and I like that, that John Cena doesn't explain it away in any rationale other than he's my dad. Right? Yeah, like, I love I, him. that's it. I love him. Like, and, and that's, and it's, you, you understand that you get it. I mean, the guy is an irredeemable person, but he's family. And I think there's, that speaks to the, the character's goodness where he's like, there's just something in there that I still love. Cause he's my dad and I, I can't stop loving him. Right. Even mm-hmm. though he's just a despicable character, even though I recognize that. And I reckon he's starting to recognize those traits, obviously, in himself. We have the moment with him in hardcore where he still he has this heartwarming moment with her. where He's like, what happened? What did you what, what's in my dad's file? Like, he doesn't want everyone to know mm. or what's in my file. I just His really file, want yeah. everyone to know what happened when he was a kid because it was an extraordinarily traumatic defense or, 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 or events. And then, of course, as he's leaving his he puts that shield back up and has to hit on her and make this horrible sexist comment about her. And she kind of rolls her eyes. To but even that 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 on. comment, the, your tits look stellar in that shirt. And I, I mean that as a compliment. I don't mean it in a sexist way. Like, it's such James Gunn writing, which, again, it's kind of just like it makes us laugh because it's inappropriate. But the use of the word stellar, like, that's what separates James Gunn to me from other people. It's like he just knows the right words to make us laugh, uh, even if it's saying something that is making us laugh for the wrong reasons. I, I feel like more often than not, there is a, a layer to it of, of actual comedy being added that I, I like a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, here's, so here's my question for you guys. A, what do we think happened to the brother? And is that relevant to the story now? And B, what uh, the heck's going on with the butterflies? <laughs> uh, I think, if I may, with the, with the brother, it seems like the dad pinned them against each other, right? That's what I assumed. Yeah, but he was having a seizure, and, right? He was having some sort of like... Well, I think he probably got knocked down, hit his head, and, and oh, no. went into... Had a seizure. And now his dad blames him for it kind of thing. Mm, okay. Like, oh, you Let's killed my the, the perfect child. But, um... I also think that, that like that's interesting though, Kev. Like to to question that and just to, my, I, I don't think that I'm right about this, but I thought that that's what they were kind of setting up before we actually saw what happened. So I, I thought it was more like that. Yeah, he pit him against him. He wasn't he was involved, but like, is he actually involved at all, or was he just there? Because it looked like there was other kids around, right? And I don't know if they were watching the fight or if like they got they got picked on by other kids or something like that. And John and John Cena's characters like couldn't stop them from beating his brother's ass or something like that. Mm. Was that the kids? Know. Do we do we I know that it, was, I thought there was trying to rewind it? Yeah. yeah, I thought do they were on like a fishing trip. Like it, to me, it seemed. I, Damn, we all remember I, this completely different. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> well, I, thought it, I mean, it, it is an image. No, there's definitely other people around. There's definitely other people. Okay, around. it's very short though. The, the the interaction, right? Yeah. Well, this is definitely the you know, what exactly what they want. It's an east. You know, the teaser for next episode. Yeah, I think it's gonna be yeah that they get they are squaring off, and I don't. But I don't know if it's him fighting peacemaker if it's peacemaker on the sidelines you're talking about but it's definitely people around cheering in like a pit or around a pit mm, as they yeah, fight because mm. yeah that's what i thought it looks kind of like a dirt pit right yeah so I'm, I'm curious if maybe they were fighting each other or i mean maybe kevin was right yeah maybe looking at that context maybe they are fighting each other and he just was not supposed to win maybe he was his dad yeah i think i mean that like, that i believe that yeah again uh you know dad didn't like him made him fight each other and the, or they fight for you know trying to get his right. attention 
Uh, and then, of course, there's that other gut-wrenching scene we, 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 we touched on a little bit where he's just, like, thinking about how he had to kill that guy. His dad, yeah, yeah. with the amazing mullet, made him kill. Amazing mullet. Just great mullet. Just a do- Joe Dirt-level mullet, which I think, mm-hmm. Tim, if you're if you're asking, yes, of course, that is my 100% for mullets as far as I'm concerned, Joe Dirt. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. That's the um, top. A wig, just so you know. Canonically, a wig. Bad wig. Yeah, bad wig. It's yeah. Mullen Mullets with Nick Scarpino. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Mullen Mullets. <laughs> Go, shout out to Robert Patrick for just rocking that hair. Just just show me what old age can look like with a whole lot of finasteride, which is the hair pill. Mm. What about the butterflies? What do we think they're going to be? What is our prediction for That's butterflies? I, I mean, so, I, I, I think I want to present. Go for it, Kev. Go for it. Oh, I'm just going to say, like, they're here to just live. Like, whatever. Their planet got exploded or something. They're like migrants or something. Uh, Im- immigrants to, to mm-hmm. Earth. And I think that we're kind of, like, aggressively hunting them. For maybe not the right reasons. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. Greg, any thoughts? This is the one that's recontextualized everything, right? Because, like, I was not 100% set, but I thought it was going to be a Mr. Mind tie-in. Because, remember, at the end of Shazam, mm. they show him. And then mm. when they, in episode one, I think it is, at one point, it might be when we're going into the apartment, John Cena's have, just had sex with a girl or whatever. They yeah. pan past a tree, and there's a bit they they linger for a second on a green worm like guy on a tree branch, and that's when the yeah it is the woman's house, and the woman goes crazy and starts fighting. And I was like, oh okay, but then it turned out to be the butterflies, and I was like, oh okay, but then like remember well, too, caterpillars turn into what, Greg? Butterflies, and there's the thing we we've seen too of when they when Cena finally opened the little trophy, and it looked like a little ship. That like a yeah. little thing, and I was like, "Oh well, that's how Mister Mind came to America." Earth. Uh, but the problem is like, it just doesn't seem like I don't. If, it's not vibing with me because like, if they're good, why then why would it be a Mister Mind thing, right? And uh, maybe they're not good. Maybe it's another swerve or whatever. But the fact that like, yeah, it was a, you know, Judo's like it's not what you think it is, which we think it's bad, so it's probably good. Like, okay, are right. they here then to try to, like you said, are they refugees? Are they here to try to keep? earth from killing itself kind of thing uh, earlier too like insect queen had been kicked around a lot i was like that makes sense too but like not for this not for that angle so i don't i don't know i could still be mr mind thing it could be they could be let here you know because they know mr mind's here i don't know that that's interesting something i want to put out there that i don't necessarily think is going to be the case but could be with how they set this up so the twist of having Mern be a, a butterfly got all of us we didn't see that coming mm-hmm. the fact that uh waller's daughter what's her name leona Leota. 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 The fact that she like shot Judo Master, like when she did and how she did, mm, it kind of yeah. leads me to believe it's, like yeah. she might know more than she's letting on or not. But like that timing was a little coincidental to me that I wouldn't be surprised if because of her mom and because of whatever, she is more involved in the butterfly stuff we, than we think. Mm-hmm. We also do have a moment where she's on the phone with her mom, right? I don't remember if this, this episode passed. But she's like, I don't understand why we don't just tell them. And she's like, don't worry about that. Like, we're, we're like, we got our plan kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So it seems like, obviously, no one's talked to Peacemaker about it. But I think that the, the three of the people that are still in the team that aren't Leota, like, there's, they're being lied to, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Oh, lots of questions. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love it's it. I love being, uh, question yeah. I have for you, uh, for everybody, but for Greg specifically, yeah. uh, the one of the funniest jokes of the episode to me was John Cena kind of interrupting Vigilante in the beginning 
uh, be like, oh, it's like this one time where blah blah blah, and he like kept talking. Matter eater lad. Yeah, that, and then uh, it, it was just like, like, why are you being distracted? That was hilarious to me. Who was he saying? I I needed subtitles because matter, matter eater, eater lad. lad. So like a a, a a lad that would eat matter. Okay. Which I don't. He was he in Suicide Squad? No, or was that just no. a reference to a random thing? No, no, that was a random yeah. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's another it's you know James Gunn's bread and butter of like here's a D list DC super uh, hero right he was Legion of Superheroes right and like and like yeah that's really stupid <laughs> there he is yeah it's like so the most iconic of him for sure yeah, yeah I looked that up and I giggled I saw that same yeah. image come up and I giggled about it's it and he's like you know, Wendy's, Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I kept I kept hearing what I wrote down my notes was man eater laugh no no, like, no. What? no matter okay, eater no. yeah I gotcha. had, I, I rounded back a couple times to, to grab that too and again you know. Some of those, some of those scenes, some of that comedy and that stuff gets a little bit rushed with the delivery and things like that, which is we're, we're evolving as we as we evolve with these characters. But but it does make it feel to me more conversational. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I yeah. do think that there's like every now and again with with a lot of these shows, and I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just slowing down on myself. But you see a lot of these characters. I just want the director to be like, let's do one more take. Slow that down just a little bit. You're getting old. Just you're enunciate old. it just a little bit because you're starting to rush through these lines so, so much. And it happens in all of these shows for some reason. There's always one moment where I'm like, I wish you had another take on that because it was a good line, but you rushed right through it. Uh, two things I really liked about Vigilante were him just driving in glasses. There was something about that that made me laugh. <laughs> and like, I think that that's another example of like James Gunn just knows what's funny. It's like this one dumb little thing that like just adds to the, the ambiance of it all. Yeah. But him getting caught just as a dude out of costume being called out that you're Vigilante yeah. and him trying to use a different voice. It's like, it's so funny that I don't know panics. how we're this far, far into superhero stuff, comedic or otherwise. And like, the idea of a superhero using a different voice in his yeah. normal life. Yeah. It's like a fresh take. Like that's pretty funny. Ridiculous. Um, oh God, I had one more thing I want to talk about. I can't remember now. Everyone. Nope. Don't, don't say a thing. Anyone sit in silence. Everybody shut up. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. The, uh, you know, the, those glasses that he wore and his hair reminded me of uh night owl from Watchmen when he, oh, yeah. in costume. Yeah. he, looked a lot he like definitely that. had like, or what late 80s early 90s dad vibes yeah, of like when you like a danny yeah. tanner rest in peace oh r.i.p Bob it. yeah uh talking about vigilante i i really like him and i think overall I, I lean on the side of like he's my dude um i get why there's some hesitation with him and i think because of how close he is to ryan reynolds performance of deadpool and mm, how yeah. how similar like the the costume and like not seeing a face and all that stuff is but like honestly i really think that he does a very good ryan reynolds ish take on on this character that's a hard thing to pull off and i think that ryan reynolds is just so 10 out of 10 at it that mm. it can kind of like make us feel like oh it's a little derivative and it's not as good but like i actually think vigilante's yeah. really really good in this for the most part and like that's i mean same thing i can say about deadpool but like um, I, I really like this actor and like, I don't know who the hell he is, but I'm impressed by his performance so far. Kevin like, knows the him. more I'm seeing it. Oh, what do you know him from? Tell him, Kevin. Don't say, don't say succession. Does everyone in succession? Tell him, Kev. I don't remember what you're talking about, Greg. Harry Potter. He's in Harry Potter. Is he? Oh, he's in Harry yeah. Potter? Yeah. Who's in Harry Potter? Potter? Uh, according to the IMDB, Cormac McLaggen. <laughs> oh, I actually do remember that kid. That's weird. Who, who I is think he? That's that's uh, he's from the the party when they go to the Slughorn things, right? That's the guy that wanted to take. Oh, her, he's one of the, he's one of the, on the kids date. in the menagerie, whatever it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. interesting. Tim, no, I think, I think. Come on, you, you remember? Come on, Tim. Come on, come Tim. On, Tim. Tim, come, come on. on. 
I think Vigilante gets the benefit of the doubt for me because I don't have any context for the character whatsoever. So if to I me, don't it's think just anyone like, does. He's super D-list, like not even a real character to me. So we're starting from scratch, which is why, like, obviously there's just way less importance on that character. But he's growing on me. I'm not going to lie. He has grown uh, yeah, on no. me. I definitely dig him, and I, you know, I've come I, every episode. I like him more. And I think he, this is a great episode for him. The mm-hmm. one thing, and this is not to take away from Freddie Stroma's performance whatsoever, and this is strictly for such a small percentage of the audience, let alone people watching you guys right now. I, every time I watch it, I'm like, ah, I would have loved to have seen the Danny Mac audition of this. Oh my god! Like he no, strikes me so much as Danny great. Mac from Heel Kick. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! One of our friends of the show. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. Really good. Huh. Yeah. Well, I do love how much John Cena dancing we get in this and continue to get in this. I also love seeing the the one seeing a shot of Peacemaker. God, not Peacekeeper, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. The rest of our lives. Uh, Seeing him out of costume was jarring and weird. Like, we've seen him in his costume so much. We've seen him in his underwear so much. But seeing him in just like a jacket and a (laughs) t-shirt at the bar, I was just like, this feels fucking weird. But like, I love that, that that he wears his costume that much in normal situations that seeing him out of it is like awkward as hell. Well, it was also interesting when he was out of it, right? Like he changed out of his costume to go to the bar to talk to Hardcore about that one very important thing. And so he kind of let his armor down, let his guard down a little bit there to to, mm-hmm. to come hat in hand and ask about yeah. that. And she, I think, lied to him probably. But uh, yeah, that was that was a good scene for sure. And uh, we haven't even talked about the pinky toe stuff, really. Oh, that it, was a question was I had for Kevin. Bit. Kevin, can you walk without your pinky toe? I I, I don't know. I think so. I think <laughs> I'm so. shocked you don't know the answer. I should have looked it down, that. Kev. Yeah. Boo, Kevin. <laughs> I think you can. It just I hurts. I love how much like random things just keep coming back in the show. Like, oh yeah, that kid was so homely. Like that is just <laughs> like, that's so fucking funny. But he was like, but he was like it actually made it worse because I started yeah. feeling bad for the kid. Yeah. But like that's so funny. But the the various ways the pinky toe joke kept coming back in this mm-hmm. episode was so fucking funny to me, where it's just like, yeah, you might fall down, then everyone's gonna laugh at you. It's like that's just and so funny. And even in the sadness of that conversation back and forth of the codependency that he's got with 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 uh, Peacemaker, where he's just like starts just agreeing with him, where he's like, "Yeah, I mean, he's like, be careful when he gets arrested by the cops." He's like, "I have an injury here; it's my pinky toe. I can definitely walk without it, but I just want you guys yeah. to know there is yeah. a, there is an injury here to be aware of." That was kind of uh, sad. <laughs> you you definitely can walk without it. It's fine. That's what I figured. But like, I feel like had they acted quickly enough, they could have definitely gotten sewed back on. Because it was only half that. off. I don't, think, you, I don't it? think it fell off. I think he was just like, I think it was, last time we saw but it, it was just bloody. I don't think that he gets proper medical treatment. Like, he's no, just hanging not. out. Like, maybe maybe when he gets arrested, if he makes a big deal about it, they'll be like, we have to do something about this. Yeah. Well, but, like, I, I kind of. have to at least sew it up, right? Because yeah, they get you naked, gotta, right? Yeah, they definitely delouse you and they put things in you and stuff like that. It's crazy. Also, Nick, I um, I. <laughs> The guy that that I was thinking about, he was also the the Quidditch like captain. Was he the Quidditch captain? That's yeah. the same guy. I don't know if this is the same guy. It might be. He was definitely part of the Slughorn Twelve. I just made that part up. The Slughorn Twelve. I just feel like yeah. No, he was in the seventh one. But I, I the, see. Oh, maybe no. Because that guy had a hardcore Scottish accent in the first one. The Quidditch captain was like, "I gotta give you the 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 budger the bludger." And the quadrage. Yeah, you're Remember? right. 
Yeah, you're right. Guy, maybe Greg's crazy, dude. I think Greg's crazy. I don't think this kid's ever been. Well, I mean, I'm mixing. I'm mixing people right? up. Not I'm mixing me, ladies people and up. gentlemen. One of my favorite lines in this that wasn't a joke, but just like as a thing that I've never heard said in this way before, and like I really liked was her being like, "You ain't killing it right now." <laughs> when Vigilante was like doing it, like talking and shit, I just thought that was like really, really funny. And like I liked Leota in this episode more than I've liked her in the rest of the show, and I've enjoyed her so far. Like this, this episode to me elevated everybody. So yeah, yeah. good for you guys. Can't wait for next week. Even, Holy shit, even uh, Ecom. Die beer, die beer. Oh, because they like he comes because the shit beat out of him. You know why walk away? I, people need to zip tie people. If you're in a situation where you've captured an unstoppable killing machine, zip tie him as much as possible. You know what I mean? I, I, the last thing I want to say before we we end the show here is I just love the idea that Judo Master was like kicked to shit now twice and like one of the times shot and is just being like brought back like from near death like i hope they just keep this going where judo master just keeps fucking all this takes is a bag of saline and he's fine yeah I love it. so fucking funny i mean I but let's know in the comments below uh what you think about peacemaker episode four we'll return next week for episode five and remember we're doing the book of moment fett as well and every cool movie trailer that comes out we're gonna be doing reactions right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny write in your thoughts about all of these shows all these trailers all these movies everything kindoffunny.com slash screencast and we'll talk about them later until next time i love you all goodbye